We're always talking smack, smack, and telling lots and lots of stories. We hope you think we're funny and not really boring. It's the Nathan and Gabe Show. Nathan and Gabe Show. Nathan and Gabe Show. Hey, coming at you live on the Nathan and Gabe Show. 84 episodes deep. We're deep. We are. We're, we're, we're nearing, by the end of this year, by the end of this calendar year, we'll be over 100. Oh, for sure. you got to think. 52 weeks in a year, we're only four weeks down, so about 48 weeks to go, times two episodes per week. We're at, dude, that's like 90 episodes wow. between now and the end of the year. So we'll, we'll almost hit 200. You've been hitting a lot of math at the old homeschool, huh? <laughs> Is that you, you were quick. <laughs> really? That, that was fast. Oh, God. Yeah, I guess I'm pretty good at basic, basic math. Do you know what's weird is recently, I had this whole thought in my head yesterday. I was reading something, and I realized that I was, like, jumbling words really bad, like the letters and words. And uh, I was like, I've, I haven't been hitting the head a lot. And then, like, I had this actual thought because I was kind of sleepy. I was like, am I losing the ability to read? <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably people are. Cause... I read all the time, though. Yeah, but yeah. not out loud. What do you mean? No, not out loud, but I was reading in my own head. and Oh, you're screwing it up in your own head. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And I was like, this is this is a drag because like I haven't I haven't got hit in the head that much in my life. Yeah, not enough to where you should you're jumbling up words in your head. Yeah, and reading. And every time I think about one of those like like long term kind of illnesses that makes you like it affects like your ability to like read and write. I think about this movie called The Awakenings with it had uh, Robert De Niro and Robin Williams. Robin Williams played a doctor, and Robert De Niro was a patient that was suffering from like a mental disability kind of an, an illness similar to dementia okay and it's like based on a true story and there are points where he's sitting in class as like a normal kid writing and then he would just trail off and then shows his notebook at one point and there's all these trails like he, he was in a catatonic state where he could still like walk but couldn't talk couldn't recognize people Ugh. but they're in, I mean, I guess I'm just going to give a brief synopsis of the movie. Yeah, spoiler alert. It. Yeah. I mean, Robin Williams is around, so it's got to be 10 years old at least. Yeah, he's hilarious in it. No, he's not. This is actually that dude, Robin Williams, a great of, of acting. Yeah, one uh, of the best. And just performing in general. Because uh, in the movie, though, he plays a doctor who is looking at like these kind of radical studies to try to get people with this illness to like have their brain snap back on. And sure enough, like he starts giving them this medicine and it wasn't like, it wasn't, he was, he was doing some funny business to give them like heightened doses and stuff. But then for a brief period of time, these people were all like normal again. Wow. And then it stopped. And then they then go it, back yeah, to it. Yeah, then it came back. Uh, and it's, it's a heartbreaking movie. Yeah. But it's wild that it actually did happen in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that would suck for sure. To have that, to be trapped in your own body. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, you can hope. What do you do? You wake up every day and hope that the the magical thing's going to happen. But what about every other day, which just sucks, you're just stuck there. Yeah. And it'd be like, I would imagine, it'd be like standing on a cliff and just yelling, hello, hello, hello. Right? But it's just you in your fucking head. Please, please. Help me. Help really? Me. You think it would be like, so you'd be conscious inside of your own head? Like, yeah, like I can't I, move or act? Normally? Yeah, I'm just here, bro. I'm just wow. fucking here. 
Oh, that's horrible. Wouldn't that be the worst? That's what do you the think worst. their brain freezes too? I don't know. It has to. It must. Like, cause I I would imagine that the catatonic state, those people that are stuck in whatever, like, yeah. which would just be terrible and, and oh, like that's the worst thing you could even imagine, especially for like somebody you love, you know, to see to see them go from energetic normal yeah. life to somebody that's fucking locked in place there. But I would imagine that they're up in here. They're still going. God, that's horrible. Yeah. There was, there was, I remember on a Joe Rogan experience a long time ago, it's, it's a clip that would be hard to find, but Eddie Bravo said something that was so funny. And I think about it from time to time. Uh, and this is before I was training here, obviously this is just Eddie Bravo. And I remember he said, uh, he wanted to make a reality TV show in which you find situations in which there's like a horrible person, like a rapist or some bullshit. And you hop on their back and you choke them just long enough so that they get severe brain damage. And he wanted to call the show Veggies. Dude, it's, that was the funniest shit. And I think about that from time to time, like, as one of the funniest moments on a podcast that I've heard. I laughed so hard. Yeah. And it's cool that I uh, train in, in that system now. <laughs> That's the game? Yeah. That's the game you play? Uh, yeah, I guess that would be, that's a powerful thing to choke somebody and restrict the blood of their brain, Yeah, you know? because it doesn't take too much longer after they black out to start, like, you start counting seconds are, are, are vital. Yeah, 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 percentages, your, your, your power bar of your brain goes down and it doesn't come back. That's yeah. the thing, you're, you're just deleting parts of your brain. Yeah. I wonder if that would be, oh, I mean, it's, it's You're gonna get weird, get weird yeah, with that. Yeah, let's do it. So if you if you had something traumatic happen to you, I wonder if somebody could choke it out of you. Instead of that, choking it out seems like a really rough version. Yeah. That's like back in the 1500s when they're like bleeding. You're like, you got the flu. Let's take this much blood out of you yeah. and you'll be okay. That's right. You know, I think they had to figure out shit along the way. Yeah. Now they can like electrify parts of your brain. Oh. And and stim or stimulate parts. Do like they maybe have to open your head up to do it. I, I legitimately think they can put, like, a fucking magnet or something right next to your head and, wow. like, magnify or do some shit that goes through. Yeah, the only reason I know this is because I saw uh, somebody, and I won't even say their name because it doesn't really matter, but somebody that's that deals with depression, and uh, he was in the hospital getting something done where it's a intense magnet magnet therapy that goes to your brain and it does something mm -hmm. and helps relieve that. I, yeah. Wow. Crazy, you know. Yeah, I've seen I've seen about that. There's a comedian Neil Brennan, okay, who has tried everything under the sun to stop his depression and his anxiety and it just nothing's helping, which sucks. He's just wired. I don't. Like it. I don't get it. I just don't. I don't get it because it's like there's so much stuff to be depressed about, and you're you you've battled with depression. Sure, yeah, every day. And I, I just don't know what that means, man. Yeah, it's. I'm. I'm glad. You know, I'm glad that 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 that's not something that you have. I just. I think I do have it. I just don't label it as depression in my head. I yeah. label it as fucking shit that I got to deal with. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I just not necessarily like. Even today, man, like, uh, you know, even today, like, I'm looking forward to doing the podcast. But, like, depression doesn't have to just come in the, in the sense of, like, I'm sad. It can just come and, like, I will realize, like, uh, I'm, I've been sitting in bed for 10 minutes after getting up. Like, that, that's, that's, a, that's a side effect of having depression. But what, what is depressing about that? Because then when you go, 
oh, I've been sitting in bed for 10 minutes. I better get my ass moving. Yeah. Boom. You just, you just destroyed that thing that you were yeah. worried about by moving. And uh, so now it's gone forever. Well, not when you have depression because you sit in bed, you notice it, and then you go, and you sit in bed for another 10 minutes. It just, it's just tough. Like, you know, it's, uh, I think in, in like having depression, it's tough to, uh, find that. That's why jujitsu is so important in my life is because, uh, I don't like being uncomfortable because it, it feels like it heightens it. Like it, like it, it, and Danny's the same way, you know, like when we get in like a big crowd, we got all these comedy shows and stuff. I can see it. I can see it physically affect her. She can be laughing whenever like the performer's on, she's like, in the zone we're laughing together it's fine but then when it's time to go and the lights come on and stuff and we're in a group of people i can see i can see it on her face and i can like notice like she's she's very overwhelmed and she, her, her she's not so depressed but she has real bad anxiety i can see it in her face and it takes her a time a little bit of time to like recover from that you know i'm always i'm always interested in the line between excitement and anxiety Mm-hmm. Because it's it's in our heads, it's kind of the same feeling. Yeah. And but we're the ones that decide which side of the line it lands on. Am I excited right now, or am I anxious? Am I am I is it a is it a glass half full or glass half? That's the way I, I look at it because that is something that I for sure feel is anxiousness. I'm mm-hmm. always anxious. I'm always moving, bro. I mean, uh, that's like ADHD. That's yeah. that's like the number one fucking thing, bro, is relentless anxiety. Mm-hmm. And what is the anxiety? It's it's anticipating what's coming next. Yeah. In your head, you're like I always kind of describe it as like I'm a second ahead. You mm-hmm. know, I'm all, I'm thinking of the next thing. It's taken me and the podcast has helped and we've talked about this as well. Yeah. So reps of sitting down and communicating. I think the podcast is called Communication Reps. Yeah. Way back sure. in. It might be a lost episode. Yeah. But it's it's true is practicing and being aware of being in the moment is something that, that takes practice. And somebody that's fucking ADHD, anxiety, like that, I had to, I, you have to realize how to categorize it in your head. And once you're able to do that, then you can kind of control it better. And that's just, for me, I mean, you know, I don't know why I've solved it. I could probably throw out some reasons that that has helped me. Maybe like a microdosing magic mushrooms. Maybe full dosing. Maybe <laughs> the heroic, <laughs> uh, you know, the podcast, yeah. having a family and, yeah. and learning patience and mm-hmm. being a coach and getting, becoming patient yeah. is a big part of overcoming that anxiety. And having the patience, patience means accepting the moment, like accepting the fact that maybe something isn't exactly what you want, but a lot of the times you don't know even what you want. You just know that this next scene isn't something that you have total control over. So I would imagine, because that's kind of what it comes down to. If you're ADHD and you have anxiety, the anticipation of maybe that environmental change, the scene change from from one person up on stage, I'm paying attention to you, yeah. to now lights are on, everybody's active, mm-hmm. I can't control the chaos around me, therefore I have anxiety because I don't know what's next. But when I was in that quiet space and that guy was up on stage, that next minute I knew that there was, this is, I knew what was happening. Yeah. And so when you don't have control of the environment around you, it makes sense that that anxiety 
feeling can come into play Mm -hmm. because you're overwhelmed. And I totally get that. Yeah. But I also think that you can realize that this is also a sort of excitement because the, the thing that I had, like the environment that I was in control of in some sense is now, is now ended and the new, anything is possible is starting. And, and I need to look at that, not like something that I fear because you can't control everything. I think control is sort of the, the scene, right? Like if I can make the environment, everything I know is happening around me, then I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to have that anxiety because I'm not going to not know. Yeah. Right. When I can control it. But when something happens outside of my control, well, shit, now that fear and all that anxiety comes into play because I don't know what's going to happen next. Mm. And that's why that's why when something in your life pops up that you don't have control over, it's so overwhelming. Yeah. Because you don't have control over it. Yeah. I, I recommend <clears throat> my solve to it. As I told Danny, I said, well, let's just get you to compete once. Because <laughs> then I, I, like, I'm not worried at all in crowds anymore. Because mm-hmm. when I'm in a crowd of people that all want to kill each other, you know, really? Yeah. I mean, there's active competitors and everybody has that nervous energy. Now, when we walk through like a comedy club, I'm like, oh, this ain't, this ain't shit. Yeah. Like, this is, this is fine. You've also learned spatial awareness. Yeah. Right? You can recognize now people's abilities by the way they act. Yeah. Right? You can look through and go, that guy looks like he would, he would fuck somebody up. Mm-hmm. And I it's can funny just... as I do that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. You yeah. can't turn that off yeah. because that's now what your brain is geared towards competition. Right. Can I can I beat the people around me? And yeah. then it would make sense as a as an alpha yourself to walk into a room and look around and say that guy's a fucking alpha. That guy's an alpha. That guy. Right. And like and just kind of go noted. There's mm-hmm. a wolf in the corner. There's a wolf in the corner. There's a wolf right next to me. I'm a wolf, too. But it wolves know where the other wolves are. Yeah. Right. Versus everybody else, little barking dogs. They don't know shit. What's, what's going on? I think what's funny, though, is I look at the wolves around the room, and I feel like I'm a smaller wolf. Because <laughs> people don't... I think I'm... You I'm are. assuming. You are I'm not a, a big wolf. guy. Yeah. And I don't think that... I don't think the wolves around necessarily recognize the wolf that I am. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that makes me maybe the scariest wolf. Maybe the scariest wolf. That's what jujitsu does, though. Yeah. It'll turn somebody that's unassuming... Yeah. And it will... It'll give them that wolf status, yeah. Which which helps your whole life, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I would agree if Danny had more experience where she was surrounded by people in a close space environment, yeah, and built up the confidence to where she felt like she was okay, then they would make that scene a little bit less less heavy, yeah, less overwhelming. Yeah, it's less, it'd be less overwhelming for sure. And even when you when you know when you have your night planned out. Mm-hmm then you can kind of turn that anxiousness into excitement mm-hmm. because you know what's coming. You know what you have in store. For sure. Right? Yeah, we knew we were going to get ice cream afterwards, <laughs> and we did. at salt and straw. You ever been to one of those? No. It's wild. It's they put like, salt in their ice cream? I don't know if it's called salt and straw for any reason other than it's it's like fancy flavors. Like you have like honey lavender flavor. I don't care about none of that you shit. Know, it's not bad. Yeah. Uh, Danny got one. What was hers? You got I'm such a party pooper. Yeah. Like, give me chocolate. Yeah. Like we don't have chocolate. Like, you don't have fucking chocolate ice cream. Yeah, they. I'm sure they do. Yeah, we have. Yeah, creamed it chocolate. It's pretty good. It, they have this one. She got a pear gorgonzola ice cream. 
It was very good. Isn't gorgonzola cheese? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's good. I mean, so is fucking dairy. I you know? it's, like, it's, yeah. a good, it's a good pairing. What's ice cream and cheese? What's the difference? Right? Just a yeah, one, time one's and age. One's a lot thicker. <laughs> yeah. One's a lot more. Uh, one has a harder process. You don't think you're putting the same sort of ingredients in you as cheese when you're eating ice cream, though. No. I think... doesn't come across as cheesy. Yeah. Dude, like my, like my tamale that got ruined... Dude, I ordered a pork tamale on Saturday, and I it was cheese inside of it with cheese on top of it. Simply too much cheese. Like I didn't. I like I. It just it's it no was, pork, just cheese on cheese. Yeah. So it almost it and like with the tamale itself, like that's got like a nice texture, but it's nice when it's like because it's soft. The whole thing was soft. A nice tamale has like that little kind of like buckle then bite. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about? Nice Honestly, tamale. I I've tried so many tamales and I I just can't bring myself to really like it. Really? Cuz it's the husk thing that goes on around it. Yeah, it's nice. It loses me there. Really? I'm like peel the husk off, give me a spoon and I'll just scoop out some of the guts in the middle, but even then, man, the I'm trick just is over to it. Eat the husk. I know. I'm just not, kidding. It's no. not. That'd be <laughs> that'd be gangster if somebody's eating husks. We have a woman that comes by our work and she'll sell tamales. Yeah. And they're really good. Are they? Yeah. One time Danny made a whole bunch of tamales at the house and we had them for a long time. She froze a bunch of them too. Yeah. They're hard to make. They're hard to make, but she made like a spicy pork one. Whew. Man. I think, they're, I think they're pronounced tamales. Tamales? Tamale? Am I saying it wrong? No, I also You're, you're pro- just I saying always... it with, a, with an accent that's probably meant to be said really? the way that you say it. You know, it's weird. Tamales. I had two things to say about accents. One, I say Muay Thai weird. Moi. Moi. Muay Thai. I say it like the drink. Mai Thai. Mo, how do you say it? Muay Thai. Muay Thai. Just Moi. M-U-A-Y. Moi. Moi. Muay Thai. thai. Yeah. Okay. Moi is a fun word. Muay Thai. Yeah. Another one is... You can just say Mai Thai. Moi. No, Mai Thai. Mai Thai is the drink, Mai. right? Yeah. Yeah, Muay Thai. Mai Thai. Yeah, so it's Muay Thai. Yeah. Moi. So I have to think in my head, I have to think it is M-O-Y. Muay Thai. That's yeah, it's M-U-A-Y. I know not spelled it. People spell that wrong all the time. I see shirts, like gym shirts, and moi, or tie sometimes is spelled wrong. Really? T-H-A-I, that I-A combo is tricky, too. My sister went to Thailand, and she brought me back a Muay Thai shirt, you know, because there's, like, fights happening there Everywhere, all the time. yeah. So she brought me back a shirt, and uh, since I don't know how to punch or kick all that well, I uh, have it in my... I have it. It's it serves a purpose in my home. It what it does is my headboard creaks, so I fold it up and I put it behind the headboard. Oh boy, the headboard that I built with my bare hands. But here's another one, accent wise. We got a heater right there, right? Okay. Yep. And it that's a radiator style heater. Yep. So people in Pittsburgh, guess how they pronounce it? It's weird. Radiator. Okay. Yeah, that is weird. That's insane. Yeah, radiator. People from Pittsburgh are insane people. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the weirdest accent you've ever heard. It's it's no good, dude. Pittsburgh's one of those places where I don't care if I never go. Yeah, I've been. I've yeah. Been. Yeah. Nothing happens in Pittsburgh after like 10. The whole city just shuts down. I mean, that whole chunk of the country, just flat, was sort of industrial and like kind of dirty and just it doesn't really do anything. pretty. Is it? Yeah, dude, it's got the arches. What? It's got the that that's St. Louis. Oh. Yeah, dude. Get oh, on shit. This, what dude. does Pittsburgh have? Pittsburgh uh besides steel lures. That's funny. They're steel, right? Yeah, I'm guessing sure. they make steel yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, my grandfather was a steel worker. Was he? Yeah. Okay. Cool, right? 
thick hands. You should see his thumbs on the steering wheel. But uh, I in Pittsburgh, what's super cool about Pittsburgh now is uh, there are three very huge rivers that run through the city. The uh, Allegheny, the Monongahela, and the Ohio River. Well, right? Monongahela sounds cool. That's a, quite the mouthful. Should have saved that one for last, but I figured Ohio was something you've heard before, so I was like, I'm going to save that <laughs> Yeah, that's last. a big one, yeah. It was a quick decision, thinking on the fly. But what's cool about that is Pittsburgh has, like, <clears throat> hundreds of bridges in the city. Yeah. Because the, all the rivers. Yeah. Well, there's an interesting fact about Pittsburgh. Did you know that in Pittsburgh, there's been the most demonic possessions uh, like ever recorded in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? Really? And do you know why? No. Because they say that spirits travel on water. And there's three major rivers that run through the city. I've never heard the spirits travel on water. Really? I mean, we live right next to the ocean. Think of all the spirits in the world that have ever been. The ocean right now is just... Chaos. But they're floating. They're just floating out there, right? Like my I mean, I guess if there are three rivers, then they're just meandering down the river. They're just passing through. You can catch a soul from, you know, some other So they go off of the water then to into the body. They find people. I mean, that's then back to the ocean. Yeah. Everybody that lives on the coast should be bombarded with with possessions from all of the time of all the bodies and souls. Yeah. If they're traveling over the body of water, then all of those rivers make their way to the ocean anyway. Therefore, yeah. the ocean, at this point in all of history, uh-huh. has just layers of souls on top. And yeah. and everybody that even comes close to the coast should be possessed. So I, I call bullshit on that. I here's why here's why I agree with a lot of what you're saying, right? It's because <laughs> the souls that go into the ocean they go into sharks, and that's where you get shark attacks. Because they're bad, and they're going to bite people. That's not cool. Sharks don't bite people. People don't taste good. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Really? I've heard people taste like pork. The pork tastes good, bro. I eat the shit out of pork. If it's if it's overcooked, pork is the hardest. Meat. Yeah, but if it's if it's like bacon, it's delicious. But I see my thing with bacon, dude. Is I I'm like I have like certain un-American tendencies. I'll eat bacon, and I like it on a sandwich. But if I'm eating straight up bacon, it's just it's just too much. You can't just fry yourself up a pan of bacon. It's too indulgent. I, I have a, I have tendencies as well. Like when I eat food, I like afterwards I need my face to be clean. Like bacon's just too greasy. Like I'll eat like I you should see me eat a burger. It's a the move is you gotta maximize the bacon grease, bro. Yeah. You gotta bacon first, get the grease going, yeah. and then you crack some eggs in the bacon grease, fry those suckers up. It's too then salty. you take the toast. Scoop up the last of the bacon grease with that egg, bacon. Throw a sprinkle of cheese on there. You're good, bro. You can live off that forever. That's so much is sodium. I sweat a lot. <laughs> when you're an athlete, you can have salty shit. Yeah, it's good for you. I, I mean, it's probably fine. But there's another thing that I don't like, and it's a breakfast food. And this is gonna be a Nathan and Gabe show exclusive. <laughs> um, I don't like biscuits and gravy. I like biscuits. But that gravy, that can take a fucking hike. Really, the white, the white sausagey, creamy gravy on the a good biscuits and see, gravy. See it? You know, you know where I, I just that uh, my last good biscuits and gravy is at the at a hotel. I forgot where it was, but it was a breakfast thing where you get the free breakfast the next morning. Yeah, biscuits and gravy. Yeah, and I just load it up, bro. I'll eat a biscuit. Yeah, but you can 
keep that gravy. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a gravy guy, man. I'll tell you why I don't like it, dude. <laughs> because a long, good long while ago, my dad was in the army. And they had biscuits and gravy as one of the options. And he said that he tried it and he hated it in the army. I'm sure that gravy was gnarly. And he's like, I hated it. Never got it. I would get it on purpose so that I could trade it for other food. Because it's it's a high ticket item. People okay. love biscuits and gravy. Yeah. And then many years later, we visited my sister in Sacramento, California. And she made biscuits and gravy for breakfast. And my parents loved it. And I was probably 13. So I obviously lived at home. And then my parents made biscuits and fucking gravy like all the time after that. And it's that same McCormick tear and add the probably milk or whatever and then whip it up inside the pot. And it just, it's too much. I had too much biscuits and gravy. And then I was like, okay, good. They got out of that phase. Flash forward to I'm like 18 working with my dad. And he was getting biscuits and gravy every morning from Ray's food place. And it was just too much again. And it, it just, it messed with my senses. Maybe, maybe I could revisit it. Yeah. <clears throat> so in upper Michigan, it's sort of like Canada. It's like Southern Canada. You know, it's right across the bridge. Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan. You go across the bridge. Sault Ste. Marie, Canada. Yeah. It's the same. It's called the same place. They have the same Sioux. Yeah. Get out yeah. of here. Dude. Yeah. And it's the, then the Sioux locks, which are, you know what locks are? No. So they're like, I it's like a, locks. it's like a river, right? And it's got, it's got gates. Okay. And then they can move the water up and down. They can pump it up and down. Wow. So they'll move giant ships through the locks opening shutting it opening shut and then they'll move it and that's how they get to the great lakes that's how they move from lake superior to lake michigan through the through the locks wow so that's how they man-made connected huh yeah so is that what the loch ness is like loch ness monster or does loch mean lake over there uh yeah i don't know i don't know what the loch ness monster is i have been to that lake and patiently waited on the edge for something i was there too. nothing nothing just impatiently because i was a baby yeah Yeah. (laughs) but where i was going yeah canada they they put gravy on everything really yeah oh gravy on fries i've heard bro that's what i grew up with i didn't even know it wasn't a thing gravy on your french fries is standard you get some nice delicious brown gravy not the biscuits and gravy, which I would eat the shit on French fries too. Sure, but just standard brown gravy. Yeah, take the other packet from the other right next to that stuff. Yeah, the brown stuff. Peel yeah. that open, add a little bit of whatever. Wow, and then you put that on your French fries, this fries and gravy, bro. That sounds nice. That's the move. What what are they called? Is it? Uh, it sounds like it's like poot, poutine, poutine. Fries and gravy is what we call it. Yeah, yeah none of that weird shit. Whatever yeah. you're saying. It's what it's called, though. Putin? Put, not like Putin. Vladimir? Vladimir Putin. I think it's Putin. 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 Yeah, we wouldn't, we wouldn't say that. I mean, that's what it's called. Unless I'm just referencing something gross that I've seen once. It might be. Never mind. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's just bad news. Well, yeah. I, I, looked, at, I looked at the time because I was like, can I back out of this in time to still bring them back around? And I bet we can. I bet we can. Bring what back around? The gang. Because they were like, what's he talking about? And oh. then everybody's like, it, 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 was like in the last, it was like in the last episode whenever he started talking about the pump sprayer. <laughs> That's the worst conversation that we've had on this, on maybe, the podcast. Maybe. If you made it through the pump sprayer. Yeah. Which I don't even want to revisit it by taking up one second of this podcast. Yeah. But if you made it through the last episode all the way. Yeah. 
Thanks. You're a, you're a, you're a good pal of the podcast. You toughed it out. We cover a lot of topics on the Nathan and Gabe yeah, show. Do. You know, that's part of the fun is, is we get off our chests, whatever we're feeling. Yeah. And sometimes we find some other shit that we didn't even know we could talk about. And we talk about it. Yeah. You know, if you have friends, then you've probably covered a, an assortment of converse, of topics in yeah. the conversation. Just like what we do here. Yeah. You know, but if you've managed to just be the listener. <laughs> I noticed something, though, post-podcast, like, uh, whenever or so, when we were all going to Isaac's fight, there was the four of us in the car, and uh, I felt like I... You put on the Nathan and Gabe show and made everybody you know, listen to No, the problem is it. I felt like I couldn't shut up, and, I, and afterwards, like, I told everybody, like, thanks for listening to me, <laughs> because I just kept talking the entire time. You're a talker, man. But everybody, it was like, everybody was involved in the conversation, yeah. we were all laughing, and, uh... Yeah, it was cool. Uh, Tyler at the end was like, "Yeah, man, like thanks for like we didn't have to listen to music or a podcast or an audio book or anything. Like, yeah, you're, you're entertaining. That's, that's how awesome. that's how life was forever. Yeah, until now where we're distracted and yeah. and what is uh not just distracted, pacified, pacified wow. by the amount of fucking screens and and entertainment that's yeah. that's smashed into our brains, dude. There's no there's less and less time to just sit down and talk." Mm-hmm. And that's what we do here on the Nathan and Gabe show. We sit down and we talk. Yeah, that's kind of the best thing. You really get to know somebody by actually hanging out and talking. Like, I think it's it's funny as I I throw out inside references to the Nathan and Gabe show at the gym that nobody gets. And then you look at me and you just go, <laughs> you just roll your eyes. Like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, you, know? you get it, buddy. Like, it's funny whenever you're like, yeah, you know, you got to. Like, use your hips or whatever. And I was like, man, I got that belfry butt, huh? <laughs> Dude, nobody knows what that is. Dude, I'm not even going to explain it. How about that? I'm yeah. not even going to explain it. Don't. It's not worth it. It's funny. It is it, funny. Not. It is funny. Just to keep everybody wondering, our audience wondering, what is a belfry butt? Well, yeah. Yeah, you can wonder forever. Can Try wonder to go forever. back and find it. Yeah. I was looking, now that I've been eating, uh, I looked in the mirror sideways and it was wild, dude. You getting a little junk in the trunk? A lot of junk in the trunk. I was, I was like, man, this is a okay. A big part of it is your fight stance and the explosiveness. Yeah. It's gonna, it's good, dude. Your back, your butt muscles, your glutes are power. Yeah, that's so much power that comes from there. Yeah. So when you're when you're pivoting and shifting and exploding with your hips, yeah. of course, with jujitsu or you talk about that the headboard being away from the wall, the wall is just cracked all around it. I'm sure, but hey, powerful man. hips. Right, and that that's power that you generate yeah. through for more for kicking. Yeah. Uh, but in jujitsu, sprawling, shooting on somebody, getting low, yeah. getting underneath them and lifting them up, turning yeah. them over. That's your butt. Yeah. So if you if you have a belfry butt, yep, like I do, yep, then you can make that shit work for you. And if you don't have one, good for you. There's an ability for you to generate. Rather, to build that up so yeah. you can generate more power. What I'm looking to do is I'm looking to, because I got the steep driveway, what I want to do is... Uh, hill sprints, I hope. Hill sprints, for sure. That's on the menu. But just take that. I got that 40-pound kettlebell. I'm going to try to just do lunges up the driveway mm-hmm. and then just walk it back and then more lunges up the driveway. So, like, that would be that would be nice. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a big jump, though. To go from hill sprints, right, yeah. to lunges with weight up a driveway. I would say go no weight 
and get get some get a couple days yeah. of lunges up the driveway yeah. in conjunction with the hill sprints yeah. and see how you feel. Because if you just throw weight in there, you might just destroy yourself. You yeah. might you know, you know that's a lot. That's a big change. Lunges yeah. up a hill with a kettlebell. Yeah. Especially your hill, which is steep. Yeah. I would go no weight first, get a couple of those See how much that feels, yeah. and then if you're ready, add weight. One of the gnarlier ones that I was doing was uh, like broad jumping up the hill. Oh, I support that all day, man. Yeah, that was gnarly. Because here's the thing, I have big calves, but I want to get I want to get more muscle up here, you know, just for general strength and explosion. Yeah, you so know, squats. Yeah, squats and lunges. I think are going to be a thing because like this muscle above the knee right here, it could use a little work. Yeah. You know, I've noticed that. And, uh, you know, also... When we use jujitsu as well, we're we're using our knees in ways where normally in everyday life, you're never going to use your knee that way. Yeah. And you especially having uh, um, a tendency to use the jujitsu that involves pulling your legs close to your chest. We're yeah. talking rubber guard here yeah. for the 10th Planeteers. You end up having to... to you have to keep your knee even safer. Mm -hmm. And inevitably, when you're like this, yeah. even if you're hugging your knee and pulling it more in line with the way your your legs always work, there's still going to be pressure here. Yeah, And that is always... So you're going to have to... I'm telling you, knee circles are the game changer. Yeah, And uh, of course, the supportive conditioning... The, the plyometrics, the the thing the range of motion mm -hmm. uh, that you're not using in jiu-jitsu, you need to strengthen that up. And yeah. that's that's what we do, man. We cover all that shit. I love it. But you can always do more. And when you got a hill right out your front door, mm -hmm. if you do combat sports and you're not doing hill sprints, you're just not doing everything that you could be doing to become the best that, you're, that you are. Yeah. And so if you want to be good, you better start running up and down some shit. Yeah, that's one of the things, too, with this group of guys that, that were getting more active competitors uh, to just be like, hey, what's going on on this afternoon? Let's go to wherever and let's just go and do God's something Thumb. Let's go to God's Thumb and just run to the end run, and back. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I would love that. Uh, we Derek talked about bringing back Cardio Club, yeah. too. And we got Saturday. We got Saturdays with John is coming. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a little bit more of the advanced class, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm... I'm not put on the schedule, but it's going to be geared towards the comp com competitors. For sure. Not the beginners, because it's it's pretty advanced stuff mm -hmm. we're going over. But I'm excited just to get the extra work in, man. Like, having having another day now open up is great, you know? If we combined Saturday's class with morning cardio club before that, be where wild. everybody goes for a little two-mile jogger, and then we, we all start jujitsu. Let's not get crazy, though, because your boy has work. Right afterwards, so uh, I, I'll probably be showing up for jujitsu. Nice okay, and, yeah, know, man. I, I just there's there's so dude when we were surfing, and then I would go to work after that. I was so tired. Those days sucked so bad, man. But, but now you could probably you're in better shape now than you were then too. Yeah, you, you could know, probably bring it back. Maybe yeah, a year a year of uh like hard boot camp three days a week was uh yeah it changed my body a lot, man. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole point, man. That's the whole point of all of this is yep. to level up physically, mentally, emotionally. Yeah. Talking about that depression shit. Yeah. That's emotional, you know. And and when you physically level up, 
you mentally level up. And when you mentally level up, you emotionally level up. Yeah. And I think it's all comes down to doing shit that's hard, doing shit that you don't want to do, and doing it like you love it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. All right. Nathan the Gabe Show. Signing off. Bye.